Hi friends, welcome. Today I want to talk about the work of Shane Taylor. He is a photographer of the street variety based in London. He ventures into urban environments and takes photos of people. And his photos feel quite intimate. He's often using a rather long lens focusing on one subject. His photos are about expressions, but they're also about interactions. And we'll talk about that as we go. As I was compiling a list of photos to talk about with you guys today, I became more and more impressed with his work. I realized that he is a prolifically talented photographer and his body of work and the, the consistent cohesiveness of it is really wonderful. I will link below to his things. I would encourage you to check him out. Today we will be talking about his primary account as opposed to his film only account. This is peculiar because the account we're going to be talking about today feels like film. Maybe this is post-processing. Maybe it is a lot of film and some digital. I don't know. But the tones are quite buttery wonderful. Uh, like I said, I will link below to his things. Let's talk about some of his photos and why they are everything that I've said that they are. And not something else. Because... <laughs> That would really make this video confusing, after all. Okay, the first photo of his that I want to talk about today is depicting a young fellow in what looks like a train station. Uh, the reason I come to this eh, half conclusion is because context clues. There is a large sign behind him that looks like it would show you information important to getting you to your destination. We have a bunch of people standing pointing one direction. Uh, there may be a train in the background, hard to tell. There is a heavy use of bokeh and out-of-focusedness in this photo. Shane tends to shoot with a rather shallow depth of field for his work. I find this interesting because it seems to be used uh, as a tool to separate his subjects from the background because there is so much going on in any given street scene. And in this case, this young man is much darker than his surroundings. The station tends to be pretty bright all around him. One of the things that sets him apart is, like I said, the shallow depth of field. The other thing that seems to set him apart is this earbud. He has a white earbud attached to his ear and flowing down. His dark face lacks some separation, and that earbud creates some of that needed separation in an intriguing manner. We have a lot of pleasing geometry around. Uh, like I said, the bokeh is very beautiful if you're a, a, a bokeh enthusiast. His expression is the beginning of the iceberg that I want to explore today because it is thoughtful. Whether he's looking at his phone or whether he's looking down thinking about his rent or what have you, we don't know. But we can wander. Our brain can explore in curiosity and try to figure out what he's thinking about, what his mind is up to. And his photos seem to create that desire in us, that our, our wandering mind, right? A wandering mind in us to explore whatever the other person is thinking about. And I think that that's something that is hard to do well. It's something that takes a lot of practice to capture. It's something that where you have to be on your toes to be ready for. 
takes a lot of time to cultivate that type of skill set to be able to um, capture not only the expression of a person in a way that is compelling and in a way that is an expression of your own mind, right? You see that in the world around you and you, you found it with your eye and now you want to use your camera to capture that and share that with other people. Not only that part, but the aspect of capturing a compelling composition very quickly, an engaging composition very quickly. The second photo of his is of an older man in what looks like a diner. Once again, we have a face that's darker than the surroundings. I find this intriguing that he doesn't flee from this in his photos, that he sees that his face is in a shadow and still decides to take the photo. Once again, the out-of-focused background provides a separation that's important in this case. The older man has a look on his face of concentration as he reads the newspaper. It's a very classy framing, a tighter lens, very polished look, very straight. The old man has a lot of character, which is the thing that makes this photo so compelling. He has very messy hair. He looks like somebody you would want to have a conversation with, perhaps. We see film grain, very strong film grain, whether created digitally in post or filmically in pre. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll see this all throughout his work a very strong use of film grain you saw it on the last photo and you'll see it on all the next ones in another photo we have a girl walking down the street she is staring either into the camera or just above the camera perhaps at the photographer taking her photo I can't quite tell this photo touches on quite a few qualities that you see consistently throughout his work one being the darker subject with a lighter background and using a shallow depth of field to separate things. Another being a bizarre aesthetic charm. And in this case, what creates that bizarre aesthetic charm? Because this is an important question to ask. How do you come up with this aesthetic charm? How do you come up with this thing that draws in the eye and uh, makes somebody stop scrolling on Instagram? In this case, I think it's the look the expression, where her eyes are, but also the huge fur that surrounds her head on the hood of her jacket. It's quite startling, and you'll see different elements like this placed in his photos that create this charm that I'm talking about, and I think that's quite fascinating. In another one, we have a man sitting in what looks like a restaurant or a coffee shop, perhaps. He's looking out the window. Shane is shooting through the window, at the, the man's face. We have a reflection on the window. The expression here is quite different than the previous one. It's rather gut-punching. It is so strong because this man looks like he's deep in thought and, and almost depressed, <laughs> almost like he has just dealt with the hardest thing that he could have experienced in life like his uh, eggs being cooked over easy when he said, well done. Is that, is that a different thing? I don't, I don't know egg cooking uh, techniques. But anyway, he has beautiful, smooth skin tones. He has an ironic sign at the bottom, not him, but the restaurant, handmade fresh donuts. So this is a donut shop. So we have this juxtaposition of a depressed looking man sitting in a donut shop, a happy place.
this is a a thing that you would call emotional contrast. <laughs> this is a powerful way to create an emotional experience with a photo. Irony is something that street photographers use a lot. Even as hand gestures are incredibly important in this photo, you have his uh, left hand, right to us, clenched around something. It leans into this feeling of tenseness in his body, in his face, in his mind. And what's interesting is that you don't know exactly what he's thinking. You don't know exactly what he's experiencing. He, he, he could be a perfectly happy human being. The bus went by, he followed the bus with his eyes and created this expression because he has a sad face when he's, you know, he's, he has a resting, he has a resting common man face and he wasn't expecting to have his photo taken that day. Take a sip of water. This is a very, very human photo. In the previous photo, we had a dramatic angle pointing up at the girl. In this photo, we have a more uh, classy angle, like I said for the previous, previous photo. So you see a plethora of different ways of approaching his photos. Sometimes he gets down low. Sometimes he gets on the same eye level with the person. Uh, I rarely see him get higher than the person, though. We have another photo of his of a girl standing in a train. She is seemingly looking straight at the camera. More on that later. The composition of this photo is interesting to me because there's clear division between the sections in the photo. You have the brightly lit cabin of the train with people standing about, including the girl, the inside of the train people section, and then you have the outside of the train, which is much darker. So there's this, there's this defined contrast happening. One of the things he did in this photo, which I think is wonderful and is something we can learn from, is that he missed focus and he still shared it. The focus, if you pay close attention, is on some branding on the wall in the background, not on the girl's face, which I would argue is the subject and not the branding on the wall. The thing that we can learn from this is that even if you do not do something technically perfect, it does not mean that it is fundamentally a bad photo. He looked at this photo and said, there is a story to tell. So I'm going to share this photo. And in fact, I think the missed focus, which he will occasionally do in his photos, I believe, gives a sort of raw edginess and an organic feel, a certain vibe to the photos, which I love. But her expression, it is interesting. It appears as if she is either deep in thought or perhaps she's maybe even about to cry, hard to tell. But there are a lot of things that you can question about her expression. Just like in the previous photo, just like in all of his photos, you don't tend to know exactly what the person is thinking, but it inspires you to wonder what they're thinking. And that's kind of the point. We have another photo that's very similar to the previous one of a girl sitting on what looks like a bus this time. She's leaning her head on the window, this time looking off into the distance. She looks like she's deep in thought that she's sorting through something, or perhaps she's just very tired because she woke up at 5 a.m. this morning. Uh, also shot at a similar angle to the previous photo. One thing that I noticed in this photo is that her hands are crossed. Her fingers are interlocking. They're sitting on her bag, which is sitting on her lap, 
which has something to say. In the previous photo, the girl's arms are crossed, almost like she's protecting herself. So the expression does not lie only in the face. It is in every part of the body, everything that the body is doing. I love the red and black in this photo. It's quite beautiful. The red tones feel beautifully filmic, not too inky and digital and awful. I, I see a lot of reds that I don't like so much, but I love a good filmic red. Hmm. Uh, he nailed focus this time. Well done. Her skin tones are beautiful in this case as well. In another photo, we have a dead-on profile view of a bus, an older man sitting in the bus, looking off into the distance, a thoughtful face on his face. It was taken with a long lens. Uh, we can see that there's a lot of compression going on here. We have a person in the foreground with a red coat, so we have some repeating going on between the red tones of the bus and the red tones of the coat. The man has this looking into space pensive kind of feel much different than the previous expression. There's so much dynamicness to every single expression that you can find in a good street photo. We have another well-balanced and interesting composition looking into a train of a mother sitting down with her son in her arms, her face, her nose and her mouth rested on the son's head. A warm expression of humanity contrasted interestingly against the moodiness of the tones this is intriguing to me because this allows this photo to have an emotional quality, an emotional weightiness that it would not have if it was not edited this way. Across the visual arts, you can do this. You can inject a weightiness, a something profound, something that you need to pay attention to into a scene by influencing the eyeballs and the minds of the people who are viewing it in this unique way. We have another photo of a crowd making their way onto a train with one person staring back at us, everyone else is pointing away, while one person is looking directly at the camera. Very stark and intense look. This is interesting, by the way, if the shot looks minutely different or the lighting or my hair looks different, it's because uh, I am shooting this on the next day, second half of this video. Uh, my hair might be a little bit less cooperative looking because I took a shower yesterday. It still looks pretty good. I've just been wrestling with it all day. Anyway, back to the photo. The gaze, the human gaze, is something that we take note of. We are wired to watch other people's eyes. When the eyes look up at the top of a building, we look up there too, hoping that a meteor is not coming down to kill us. When the eyes are pointing straight at us, we, we know that that's important. We know that that matters, that we've been noticed. I love compositionally what he did here where you have all of the crowd going one direction and he's being sort of divergent and looking straight at us, shooting over the crowd. It gives a sort of uh, intriguing and poetic nature to the quality of the framing of this shot. I think it's absolutely fascinating. We have another shot of a man with a large cigar, a hat. He looks like a classy older fellow who might be somebody you may not want to cross if you came across him in the 1930s or so. He might break your shins. He is looking straight at the camera once again. In this photo, something that's interesting is one, the fact that his face is dead center. Even though this is a portrait uh, shot, his face is sort of dead center. His eyes in particular, dead center. 
He uses a lot of negative space in his photos. You see that here. Even though there are things going on in the background, it's semi-empty. It feels like there's not so much going on there of interest. And you see this across his work, this, this use of negative space to make a shot more intriguing, to make it more grabbing. We have another photo that leans way into that bizarre aesthetic charm that I was mentioning a second ago. We have a man standing with his arms down by his side with what looks like a meteorite for a head. It really makes you wonder what's going on. This is a mysterious and confusing photo. Uh, We have people behind him who are much darker than him. So we have nice separation because in this photo, we don't have the uh, shallow depth of field that we have in the other photo because he took this photo much further back with a wider focal length. Uh, And the building in the background has interesting architecture. Very nice, but very bizarre photo. Makes you think. We have another photo profile shot of a bus. Looks like a bus driver. He has his hand sitting on the window seal. The hand is one of the brightest points in the photo. It's where the focus is. So your eye starts on that hand and then it wanders the photo. It picks an area of intrigue and then meanders around looking for what's going on. Uh, and I would say that your your eye would start with. It. By the way, this is an interesting exercise to do if you're if you if you're trying to create any sort of still visual art form to figure out where the eye would start and where it would move to as one takes in your creation. In this case, I think it's the hand, and then it moves up to the eyes of the individual because that's the second most visually and emotionally prominent part of the scene. And this intriguing visual quality pulls you into the rest of the photo. It's a very interesting technique. We have another photo of a woman of Asian descent standing in a train on the other side of a window. She has a rather stark look on her face. She's looking off to the right for us, stage left for her. Uh, The colors in this photo are interesting. They're red and blue. They're quite simple. They're minimalistic. Not too much going on. But they feel very dynamic and exciting. The blue and yellow tones that are added in uh, or, or shifted due to the post-processing I find to be very interesting and once again adds an emotional quality to the photo. The highlights being that sort of pinkish yellowish, similar to what I was mentioning a second ago with the other photos. She has a dramatic high-strung expression on her face. Makes you question what she's thinking about. And it's, it's portrait. It's really tight. It's a very constricted uh, framing. And I think it's, I think it's well done. We have another photo that's similar to one of the previous photos I mentioned in a lot of ways. We are looking at a bus at an angle, similar to the previous one. We have a woman sitting on a bus looking out the window, similar to the previous one. Her expression is quite different, though. While her her face is pensive and semi-concerned, it's much more alert. It's much more aware. She's resting her hands on her chin, looking out. In terms of the composition of this photo, I think one thing we can take away from it is the attention to detail around the edges. While we do have something poking in on the top, it's not distracting. You can tell that the way that this photo was cropped or shot paid attention to the edges so that nothing was poking in in a strange way. 
I think that's fantastic. Once again, we have a lot of negative space here as well. It feels like a very organic shot. It's not quite perfect. We have another shot also from a, a sort of diagonal angle pointing at a woman standing in a coffee shop or a cafe. She looks like she works there. She has an unsatisfied look on her face. All of the context that we have around her through all of the negative space he incorporated into this portrait shot adds to the photo. It's all there. It, it all matters that it's there. What is and what is not in the photo matters tremendously. In this case, it would not be a bad photo if he would have gotten much closer and framed just her up with that sign up under her that says lunch and gotten rid of all the other stuff. Wouldn't have been bad. He has a lot of photos that are similar to this. But in this case, it makes a much different photo that he included all of this context. And we have another photo that demonstrates what I just mentioned very well. We have a woman sitting on what looks like a bus. A lot of context cut out. This is a very tight shot. She has her hand rested on her mouth. She looks like she's looking at something very intently with tremendous focus and some potential concern. It's a poetic feeling expression for sure. It looks like it would be in a painting, and he does this a lot. He takes photos from a plethora of perspectives, and I appreciate this about artists when I'm able to see a repetition in their work, an intentional repetition, but also a different set of, of, of various ways that they go about creating that repetition. It's not just one thing. It's five different distinct ways of going about a given photo. And this is a perfect example of his work. In terms of tones for this photo, we have gorgeous warm tones, purple shadows, the highlights being very yellow, lots of depth here. We have a pole in the foreground uh, out of focus, and it makes it more aesthetically pleasing to the eye. And like I said, her expression is much like a painting, like it has something to say. It, it makes you ponder about it. In another one, we have an exciting departure from much of his work in the expression department. A lot of his expressions are worried, deep in thought. And in this case, we have a woman who is in the middle of a laugh. It's happy. It's not so existential and what's it all mean. And that's nice. It makes his work more dynamic. Her warm brown skin tones against the yellowy blue tones in the background uh, feels quite nice. We have her purse for context. It's a pleasant tone shift overall, this photo. Back to existential death and dread, we have a woman standing in what looks like a train station. She's literally biting her nails. She's on the phone. So of course your mind wanders. What's going on? Uh, it's a lively organic composition with movement in it. There's something coming into the foreground that's in swift motion. Her feet are chopped off by the bottom of the frame, which adds to this lively, organic feel. The colors are very bright. It looks like it's a white train station. Once again, those milky, yellow, pinkish kind of uh, highlight tones. But the woman in this photo really makes this photo come alive. Um, I hope that her car insurance took care of whatever was going on on the phone. We have another photo of a man sitting in a restaurant. He has a beer on the table in front of him. He is pointed to, to the right. He is looking in that direction. He has his elbows rested on the table, his hands rested on 
his lips, his head rested on his hands. A very concerned or deep in thought look once again. We have the photographer in the negative space of the photo, which I think is so wonderful. You just see the, the highlights on his hand peek out. It's, a, it's an exciting framing. We have another shot of a man standing on a train. Looks like he's literally falling asleep while standing up, which is a feat that people can only accomplish on public transit, I believe. We have a woman in the foreground, out of focus, walking by, just coming into the frame. Really adds some energy to the shot and adds some poetic nature to the, to the feeling of things. Really wonderful shot as well. Okay, I now want to move into a couple of his shots that follow a theme with rather tight shots with a lot of the context removed, except for a couple of things that may give us some info here and there. In this case, that info is provided by a coffee cup that's sitting on the table in front of this man, so perhaps he's in a coffee shop. He's deep in thought, his, hand, his head rested on his hand, uh, his head wearing a beanie, his head also having a beard and a mustache. He looks like he's either paying attention to what's on the table in front of him or just thinking. The more interesting the character, the less you have to rely on the context of the environment and where they are. You can get away with a shot of an incredibly interesting person, a person with a giraffe head. You need you can take a picture of a person with a giraffe head in a white room and it's a perfectly intriguing photo. We have another shot of an older man sitting somewhere. There's almost no context in this photo except for brownness and some geometric shapes behind him, reflections in front of him. He looks like he's seen some things. He has character. He has stories to tell you. Nice suit, nice hat. Another one of a young fellow sitting on a bus looking straight at us, rather stark look. He's on His eyes are on the bottom third of the frame, lots of negative space around him. Sorry, I had to clear saliva from my mouth. His The skin tones on his face and all around are very blue due to editing, not because of his skin being that color. On top, we have a red stripe coming in from the bus, and it's not quite straight, which adds an organic liveliness once again to this frame. There is a red dot on his right eye left to us that really punches things up, gets gets things to be more exciting and aesthetically pleasing. It lined up just perfectly with the eye, mirrors the red on top. So we have interesting color repeating going on. In another theme set of photos, we have photos that are based around interactions. In this case, we have a photo from quite far away of two businessmen, one walking out of a building seemingly that it looks like a business building. He's shaking the hand of the other guy. And uh, so we get a, a sense of the human interactions that we go about on a daily basis, the mundane ones that by virtue of the fact that this is in a photo, it reminds us that all of these interactions have meaning to them. We have another shot from outside of a train looking into the train with doors open. Once again, something he does a lot of a couple standing there. Uh, the guy kissing the girl's forehead, they're facing each other. And this is an expression that obviously has a lot of meaning in it. Interestingly contrast against the previous, previous expression, which is just a handshake. Maybe it feels like it doesn't have so much meaning, but of course it does. It has just as much meaning as a kiss to the forehead, although I would not recommend doing that with your business partners. 
In another one, we have a crazy interesting energetic composition of two people in a warm embrace. They may be friends, they may be more than friends. The colors in this one are interestingly contrasted to the previous colors. They're very warm. They accentuate the warmness of the embrace, whereas on the previous photo, the tones were very blue and contrasted against that warm feeling. It almost made that photo feel as if that that kiss to the forehead could be something that is trying to remedy a hard situation in their lives, perhaps. I love how you can do that. In another one, we have a composition that's extremely energetic in a completely different way. We have five white dots on a window behind that window, out of focus, but in focus enough that you can see the detail of things, is a couple kissing, like a very passionate kiss. His arm wrapped around her, she's leaning back, he's leaning into the kiss. And just like the previous photo, there's a lot of interesting dynamic movements going on with the people that we may not pay attention to in these moments that happen very quickly. It accentuates them here. Back into the expression department, we have an exciting composition of a man screaming, and you can only see his face. It's subframed by other people who are out of focus around this guy's head, like part of his face is even a little bit cut off. There's a lot of mystery here. What is going on? So the addition of context and the removal of context are a great way to, to tell a story. We have another black and white shot with a woman staring straight at us, the most stark staring straight at us we've seen today, I believe. Her face provides this. She has big eyes, and she's sort of uh, biting her lip a little bit. It's a, a wonderfully grabbing expression that she has going on, and I think it's so interesting that only her face can create that expression just that way. We have some poetic things going on with window frames uh, in front of her. So we're obviously looking into a place from outside a place, perhaps. Yeah, because that looks like the inside. So I love this. I love how her eye is, one of her eyes is being just kind of poked by something that's hanging down from that window frame. Very fascinating shot. Another shot that I absolutely love of an older woman with a very warm smile on her face. Once again, a contrast against a lot of the the existential intenseness that we've been seeing. Um, interesting composition in this sense that it's split in half. It's organic because it's not quite straight down. It's tilted at an angle with white on the left side from maybe a pillar. And on the right side, we have the black environment with the woman's face just uh, contrasted against that beautifully, but just po uh, coming out from behind that pillar as well as her body because your body goes with your head. And finally, the last one I wanna look at is fascinating to me because it's the only photo on this list where the person is looking at us, seems to know that we're taking their photo and is connecting with the photographer and saying, I'm okay with this. We have a woman who is fully and confidently aware of what's going on. Her, her chin is sort of cocked up at us. She seems like she would be a lovely person to interact with. And he captured that in this moment. So overall in Shane's work, we have a lot of wonderful things happening at once. He captures human character. He captures striking and theatrical compositions 
but also striking and theatrical expressions at the same time. They're very attention-grabbing. And the importance of grabbing attention in our social media world is, is can't be understated. It's something that is a fantastic way to tell a story to somebody. It makes, in his case, it makes the profound digestible. And digestibility is incredibly important. It's a way to break down walls. It's a way, like humor, for example, a way to break down walls. But it's also a way to just get the person to allow their mind to engage with that with that bit of content. And if you can follow up that initial feeling of interest with something deep and meaningful, they'll go down that rabbit hole more with you. So that's Shane's work. Links below. Please check him out. A lot you can learn from his work. I would love to hear your thoughts. And I would also love to hear about other people who would be good to have on this list. I hope you have a lovely day. Goodbye.